What's happening, Emily? Danny, I feel like we should address the fact that you walked in here on crutches. We should. The crutches are over there. They didn't make it onto the onto the set. But uh, by the time this comes out, I will know what my prognosis is. <laughs> but currently tomorrow I have a, a appointment with my orthopedist to find out after my MRI <laughs> if I've torn my right ACL now, tore my left one four years ago, Perfect. and meniscus, or if... Uh, I'm a big baby. I tell my orthopedist every time, I'm like, I want you to tell me I'm a baby. I want to leave here and say that I wasn't hurt mm. and that it was just me being a baby. But I think this one is likely not going to be the case. I mean, this will get people to come back in a few weeks, right? To yeah, keep right? listening. To find out what's happening. Find out what's happening with Danny's ACL yeah. or not. It was a bummer. I I was guarding some guy. He stepped on my foot and my whole body just kept going one way. And my leg was saying, we're stationary. We're not going anywhere. Heard a really loud pop. Which is not a good sign. Dang. But I did a test, all the like the meniscus ACL test, and all of it seems like normally functioning, which is a good sign. I felt like a few weeks ago you were like, my meniscus is filling with liquid. Unfortunately, that was my other knee. Uh, oh, my God. And I found out that was just early onset arthritis from my surgery. Perfect. So, uh, so my knees are crushing it. I was actually just telling someone how much harder rehab is going to be mm. with one, my good knee being actually a bad knee. Ew! Because that's I didn't like, even think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's supposed to be like your stability when you're like doing things and your brace and all that kind of stuff. And so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I still have like somewhat limited mobility in my left leg, so it'll be interesting. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds like a great situation for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a great headspace, and I'm ready to talk about deconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of interesting. We had a friend. You posted on Facebook about it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm about to bring up? Uh, I'm very sure that I do. We can talk about it. I have lots of thoughts. Yeah, let's, I think maybe we should talk about that. That's not what I was going to start talking about, but I think (laughs) it's kind of interesting. So Danny posted on Facebook something along the lines of like, this doesn't look so good. Talking about his knee. Um, I'm praying that it's just a broken bone. Yeah. And we had a friend (laughs) comment, why not just pray that it's completely okay? Yeah. Which is kind of like, I don't know. What were your immediate thoughts on that? I I have lots of thoughts. One, I firmly believe in the power of prayer. And so like Great. I have been praying that it's uh, the least serious that it can be. Mm. You also wouldn't get both your legs blown off by a grenade and be like, I pray that my legs are still there. <laughs> like something obviously happened. Mm. And so it's like the reality of the situation. I believe in miracles. I believe God can do whatever God wants. But I also believe like there's. So I, w- I think his exact comment was, why not? Yeah, why not pray for like a full recovery or nothing that nothing's wrong? Yeah, and I was like, I have hard evidence that something will be wrong, mm-hmm. but I think that it also could be like minor. So I'm yeah. not praying that it's. I'm not assuming it's gonna be massive, but yeah, I think it was an interesting thing. Like I believe in the power of prayer, but uh, I wasn't fully there for that comment. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it, the intentions were probably fine. I um, believe the intentions were good. Yeah, but it was. It was interesting, but I will say, like, I've heard that at other points and have been maybe a little convicted because I feel like sometimes when I pray, I'm I like try to dole out what I need in phases for God. Yeah. <laughs> or like try to like split up the task for him or them so that I can like, I don't know, so that they'll be more likely to do it, I guess. Because yeah. so I think that there is I think there's a valid point that sometimes in prayer we can like we don't maybe boldly ask because maybe we don't believe in the power of it. 
Yeah, I think that's like I read it and initially I was like annoyed by it, I'll be honest with you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um and <laughs> I was I was amused. Uh but <laughs> I'm also my knee doesn't hurt. Yeah, right. Your knee doesn't right. hurt. But I would also say like I believe in the power of prayer. I try and I would actually agree with you. Like I there was a season of my life where like I would hedge my bets essentially when I pray. Like yes. uh, hey, if you can do this, or like, but maybe if you can't, can you at least do like whatever type thing? But I've since shifted a little bit. Like, A, I believe God can do whatever God wants. Uh, I also think, like, in the scheme of things, like, it's really annoying for me. But, it, like, my knee is not the most problematic situation in the history of the world. And so, mm. like, I have to think about that as well. But, uh, yeah, it's like I believe God can do whatever God wants. But I also think that there's evidence in front of me that says, like, you know, but like, I think bold prayers are really important. And we should always pray bold prayers, but then like not be surprised, I guess, when the outcome isn't a full recovery for your knee, when it's like every piece of data up to that point said that it wouldn't be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, I, that's, I think you're right on the money on that. I was, um, I was talking with my grandma about this actually. My knee. About your knee. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Danny's doing not good. She was like, tell me about it. No. Um, but like basically, um, we got some like really bad medical news and then, and we were like, oh, this is bad. And then we prayed and then doctors came back and we're like, oh, psych, that was like not the real news. And so, and so some people were like, oh my gosh, it's a miracle. Like look at the power of prayer. And some people were like, well, actually it was always fine. Yeah. Do you know? And my Nana had shared with me that she was like praying and she was like, god like if you like answer my prayer like i'll have no doubts ever again and then he like answered her prayer and she was like ah oh, dang it i still definitely have doubts. <laughs> right. yeah but i think that's int- i think it's hard i think prayer is difficult i kind of want to just like full send on this topic uh, yeah let's keep okay. it going. i'm into it um i think prayer is really difficult because when it's really easy to be pissed off when god doesn't answer your prayer like how you want if you're requesting something However, I think when God does answer the prayer, I usually am like, oh, like I, I nailed that. Like, let's say you like pray for a parking spot. That's yeah. like very random. Yeah. And then you get a parking spot and you're like, I'm so good at finding parking spots. Yeah. Like, I think that I think that's one of my struggles with prayer. And I think we fuel our own cynicism with prayer by like when it's answered. Um. We're like, wow, we did that all on our own. But then when it's not answered, we're like, thanks for thanks for nothing, God. Yeah, it also like opens. I think prayer is the most interesting topic to dive into, yeah. right? And this idea that like God knows all things, um, or maybe some people believe that God knows all things, right? And that, um, that God is present. That's the reality, right? But this idea that like if I'm praying for a parking spot, yeah, and I get it. But that day I also prayed that world hunger would end mm. and it doesn't like, what does it tell us about the priorities of God? And I think yeah. there's an int- like, there's a sub conversation underneath it of what are we, what are we internally saying is true about God by our beliefs about our prayer life? Yes. And so like, I believe God does things. God shows up. God does miracles. I also believe that um, God cares about every person in every place in the world but by not answering a prayer or by answering a prayer 
I don't think that like equates value. And that's where I think we can oftentimes go a little wrong, right? Like in this situation, like we see great turnaround. Right. Well, that means God did all that. Like God did. But what does that mean for the same person, like two rooms down that was praying for that? And then that didn't happen, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so I think that there's a little bit of like, A, it puts us at the center of things, which I think is potentially problematic. Yeah. Uh, And it also just opens up a can of worms of like what we believe the purpose of prayer is, the power of prayer is, and God's role within all of the dark spots of the world, which is why I love the conversation because it's not as simple as like, do you believe in prayer? It's like once you say, do you believe in prayer? It's like, well, where do you believe God is in that? And why does God say yes to some things and no to some things? And does God say yes to some things? And does God say no? Like Mm. it just opens up a lot of different questions that I think are really interesting. What if you had to say, like, what do you think the purpose of prayer is? For me, my prayer life has shifted a lot uh, in the course of my life. So even like my daughter, my middle daughter, Josephine, usually prays at dinner every night. Mm. And it's like, God, thank you that I get to go to gymnastics. And thank you that Knox gets to go to hockey. And thank you that we had fun at school today. And that thank you that we're going to get to have dessert. It's all like the thank yous. right? And that was a season um of my prayer and then there was a season where it was like god here are all the things that are wrong and i need you to fix them Mm. and where i currently am and this is partially because it's just very opposite of who i am spiritual practice wise but i just kind of sit and don't talk as much like i just like wait Mm -hmm. to like see if i hear from god because most of my 34 years up to this point have been like yelling at God for what I want mm. or where I don't see God or thanking God really loudly for all the things I got. And so where I'm at now, it, it's a lot more like silence and just waiting to hear the voice of God. But I would also say like to your real question of like, what do I believe the purpose of prayer? Is that right. what you're Yeah. I think it's to better align our spirit with god's like i think as whatever prayer looks like for us i think the end goal to what i understand it to be is better understanding the person the character and the values of god is what i would say like prayer it's not to answer and fix things as much as to like have a conversation with god it's kind of where i sit now okay so then when at the beginning of this whole thing we were talking about your knee and you said hey i believe in the power of prayer yeah were you saying i believe that God does answer our requests? Are we saying, I believe that like my spirit and God's are being joined as I'm asking that my knee be not as bad? Yeah, I'm saying like, I believe in the power of prayer in the sense that like, I think there's a lot of people coming together to communicate to God a felt need. Mm. And, but I, I also think like if God's outside of my understanding of time, like God knew me when I was an infant and knew me at 34 when this happened and knows me whenever I'm gonna die, right? Yeah. And so the prayers aren't what's catalyzing it, but I think it's a alignment of our collective experience towards the heart of God and like wanting the best for other people and wanting the best for friends and all of that. And so I think mm. what's interesting for me is like I, this is going to be anyone that's listening, if you didn't reach out to me, this isn't an indictment on you. But I will say that I was surprised at the lack of empathy of the general people that are like around me. Like a lot, I got a lot of jokes. I got a lot of silence and just not a lot of empathy. And I think prayer is a pathway to empathy. From God to yourself? From I think we, from God, I think between us and God, there's empathy that arrives mm. and between us and others. And so, like, as I'm praying for myself, 
or communicating with God just on my own behalf. I think the process of it, whether it's talking or silence or introspection, I think empathy is fostered in that. But also when I'm praying for others, it helps me grow empathy for others. And so, and this is coming from one of the least empathetic people you probably know that I'm talking about this. So like me being not very empathetic. Oh, I was like, who are you talking about? um, I think you're pretty empathetic. uh, I try, but so I don't know, like that's, that's a very i'd be interested to go back and listen to this once it comes out and then like think about my theological framework for it oftentimes i come in here and like i these are all i think everything is theological but sometimes i'm like here less guarded and shoot off the hip of like where my heart and mind and soul collide Mm. in real time and so that would be my like real thought on that just as we're here yeah well i think i actually think this is a good time to talk about it because you are kind of you're in the in-between like you're Mm -hmm. talking to god about this and Hopefully other people are talking to God about this and um, you don't like have the results yet. And so you're kind of sitting with like, okay, what does it look like to really rely on prayer? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, I have a lot of thoughts on prayer and I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to share these stories or not, but I would be interested to hear your answer to the question you asked me of like, what do you think the purpose or function is? So I'm going to give you my locked and loaded answer, which is actually pretty similar to your answer. Okay. Um, the locked and loaded answer that I was given was that prayer is not a, actually about getting what you want. Prayer is about trading your desires for God's desires. Have I been a Calvinist this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of this podcast. Oh, no. this We're is... going to change the name to The Secret Calvinist. Yeah, is this, has this <laughs> been an intervention? <laughs> um, you thought you were walking me through my journey? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Um, (laughs) no, but I think, I think it's a little different than what you were saying, but I remember hearing that and being like, okay, that's interesting. Like prayer. I I remember hearing a sermon of the idea of prayer as an exchange. So it's like, God, I'm giving you, and I'm talking, I guess, super specifically about like supplication or asking for something. And I know that prayer is like so much bigger than that, but in that specific, like, I feel like we're kind of mostly talking about supplication. Yeah. And so, we, like, I was taught, God, this is my desire. And then, like, we always, always, always learn to say, like, if it be your will. Like, not yeah. my will, but yours. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, like, Jesus modeled that. Like, that – like, Jesus in the garden is, like, if there's freaking any other way. That's what he said, actually. In yeah, the, if you look at the Greek. The Greek. Yeah. <laughs> if there is, like, any other way, like, please take this cup from me. And God doesn't yeah. do that. But, yeah, we don't see – and maybe this just isn't written because, like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John didn't really get this vibe. But, like, it doesn't – the text doesn't say that Jesus, like, resented God for that. It was like, this guy never listens to me. Yeah. You or that he was really – like, that his spirit would have been radically changed if the answer would have been yes, wow. right? Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a really good point right there because, like, I feel like there's so many – like, did you ever read the book Unbroken? Who wrote it? Sounds familiar. Laura Helen Brand. Wow. Pulled sounds, that name out. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I don't know it's that. It's about World War II. I think I read it way too young. I read it in eighth grade, and that was a lot for me in eighth maybe grade. Maybe I read it in school. That's maybe why it sounds familiar. Maybe. And they're, like, on this boat or whatever, and he's, like – basically, they have a bunch of chocolate, and then this guy just, like, eats all the chocolate one night while everyone's asleep. They're stranded. There's not yeah. – it's not just like – they're not just like not on a, a boat ride. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of chocolate. <laughs> no, they're stranded. 
And this guy eats all the chocolate, and everyone's like, screw you, dude. And then this guy, pray- I don't remember any of their names. And then the main character prays, like, God, just please help me survive. And then, like, I'll follow you perfectly. And then, but it's this, I think you're hitting on something really interesting, which is I think a lot of times we put on our requests on God, like, if this happens, then, like, my faith will be sure. Or then, like, I won't have any issues. Yeah. But it's like, let's say that you go to the doctor tomorrow and they're like, you were just, like, kind of being a baby about it. There's no issues. I don't know why you're using crutches to walk in here. Like... (laughs) I don't think that that would massively change your relationship with God. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think that's what we think will do it for us a lot of the times. Yeah. And I mean, I think we see all the time throughout scripture, like people are literally face to face with Jesus or face to face with the presence of God. uh, And their lives and dispositions are not long term radically changed or Mm -hmm. like their doubts maybe don't go away. Like they still have questions, they still have struggles, they still have doubts. Think about like Moses, right? Like he's not a picture perfect example of leadership or like a lot of people in the old testament are not david right yeah um and so like yeah like a hearing from god or having answers from god isn't like a one-for-one correlation to like living perfectly afterwards or mm-hmm. getting everything you want and i think that's and maybe that's a little bit of my pushback too with like the well why not just pray for that and like maybe i should and i'll like but just because i want it doesn't necessarily mean it's possible or what god would want and that's like one of the things and it's a little bit of hedging bets but i'm like i don't know well the idea of possibility is fascinating like do you i mean i think we're hitting we're hitting like the big questions that people get at and are just like what do i do with this because like if we think god is all powerful then it goes right back to the question of like well then why isn't world hunger solved or like all that and i know that's such kind of like a it feels a very like a cliche deconstruction question, but I was having a discussion with my friend recently and he was saying he was like, the only way that I can see myself loving God right now is if I believe he's not all powerful. Yeah, I've heard that. And I was like, dang, like, I see where you're coming from in that. And so it's this like, but to your point, you're like, okay, something's wrong with my knee. Is it possible for it to just like snap back into place and be fine. Yeah, I think so. Via God. I think so. Okay, yeah. But is it like really possible? Like, you know what I'm kind of trying to say? I think it's Because really, I think that's what you're trying to say. I think it's really possible. I think that it creates an interestingly bad framework for our, my perception of God's involvement if that's where I believe, God. like, because that means like world hunger hasn't ended because people haven't prayed hard enough or had enough strength or God doesn't care about it. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like if my, if the hurdle to my knee being fully healed by prayer is me just fervently believing that it will, is that the only issue for like why our world hunger isn't ended? Or is it because God cares more about my knee than world hunger? Like, I, it opens up a lot of questions that I think are the right ones to ask. Mm. And that um, I don't know that I have the answer to. So, because I, and again, I've said this before, to, maybe on this podcast or to you or something. I sometimes feel like I talk out of both sides of my mouth because I fully believe, like, I wouldn't pray for extremely bold, audacious things if I didn't believe that God would show up for them. But I am 
And I, I don't think that like, God says no. Like, I mean, I do think God says no sometimes. But like when prayers aren't answered, I don't initially receive them as God saying no. Mm. Um, but I've had more no's than I've had yeses. And right. that hasn't like changed my thought in the power of prayer. And I think if my knee was fully healed, it wouldn't change my thought on the power of prayer. It would? And wouldn't. And. Did you ever hear about the Bethel moment, the wake up olive? No. So this was a few years ago. I want to say I was in college, but you know the Bethel Church. Have you heard of Bethel? Yeah, I have a friend who went there and got his arches resurrected on his feet. That is really – I'm really happy for him. Yeah. Um, but they – like basically their worship director and his wife, their like baby died. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if she was like a stillborn, but she was like a newborn for sure. It was really, really sad. And as a church, they were like – we're going to pray that God would like resurrect all from the dead. Like he's done it before with Jesus. He'll do it again here. Okay. And, <laughs> um, and I, I don't say that lightly. Like I cannot imagine the trauma of like yeah. having your baby die. And, can't either. but it like got posted all over social media. Like they were like, we need everyone who follows us to like pray, like wake up Olive. And they just like, for hours and hours, like fast, like and days and days, fasted and prayed, like wake up Olive. And it was really interesting, kind of being an onlooker in that because I, I really struggled with that moment because, like, I remember my friends and I were talking and we were like, "He's not going to do that," which is like maybe that's too cynical of a view of God, but at the same time, it just like, I don't. It just seemed like a weird thing to do for days and days like almost it almost felt like they got fame or um they were like a moment in media because of like this couple's like deep deep pain yeah i don't know i mm. i don't have a lot to say about that but i just have been thinking about that during this conversation like what do you do with something like that yeah she didn't get resurrected i think that that's a spoiler i think that's a hard one to navigate yeah like because it's so deeply personal you weren't here but dustin and i talked about like we've had two funerals in the same week ish time and we talked about it one mm-hmm. of the weeks you were gone and they were not infants uh but i've been to funerals of infants Me and too. young people and those are like just uniquely brutal and devastating but um one thing that i was thinking about as you were talking about is like that story is the passing of annie's aunt like it's such a bummer that she's not here. But there's also a reality if you believe in this and believe in Jesus, like that there's something more profound on the other side. And I think for a church like Bethel's, it would certainly believe that. Like I know not everyone believes in the afterlife and believes in heaven and hell and whatnot. But for them, like in some ways, I'm like, it sucks that Olive isn't here with us and you didn't get to experience all of that. But if we believe like God is supremely good and like paradise is on the other side of this existence, it's mm-hmm. like you have confidence in where Olive would be. And so, and this is like, I'm, I'm pretty nervous saying this, but I'm going to say like, it can come across like selfish to pray those things when like, and it tells us what we believe to be true about this life, the next life in God. When, our current experience is the only thing that matters, you know? And I think there's a lot more to that that needs to be workshopped. Oh, and so, I see what you're saying um, now. And so I know that, like, there's 
that's an incomplete and unfair total assessment of that because and, and i really don't mean to minimize it in any way because i know that i have not lost any kids but i know that that would have to be just brutal yeah um and i think if i lost Knox, joe or grace like i don't know that i would have the internal resolve to immediately be like well at least they're in heaven with god yeah but at where i sit right now and i hope i would be i currently believe that that would be true and like mm. um interesting so but yeah like it at like going to the prayer side of the conversation i think it creates an interesting sub genre of what we believe to be true about everything which is why i think like we overlook prayer like it's confusing and it's hard but it's theological threads into every part of our belief of god is actually pretty wide and deep you know like it touches almost everything we believe to be true about god and it would be an interesting deeper dive on a longer episode to be like how does our thought of prayer impact the afterlife? How does a thought of prayer mm. impact sin? How does our thought of prayer impact uh, like evil in the world, right? Yeah. Like, and I think prayer has a really wide-reaching spectrum into pretty much everything we believe to be true about God, whether we know it or not initially. Yeah, I as you were talking, I was also processing like it goes back to the idea of just like how does prayer or does what God does reveal God's priorities? Because I was thinking like also like in that church, I'm sure there were other people in that congregation that like had lost a child. Yeah. And so they're like, no one prayed with this for my child. Like, yeah, it's just, tr- it is tricky. Like what you choose yeah. to pray for, what you don't like what you ask for. Yeah. And I think an interesting thing to consider about that is like, when you heard it the first time and you're like, well, that's definitely not going to happen. Or like now, like, well, that makes us a little uncomfortable. I think another interesting thing to examine, because that's not the only time Bethel or a church like that has done something like that. And there have been like, re- I mean, like I said, I'm connected to people that have yeah. experienced real life turnaround stories of healing that they have expressed to be rooted from their time in a church like that and through the the healing of God. And so as I'm skeptical of that, or as I embrace that, um, I think I have to ask myself, like, why am I feeling that way? And mm-hmm. I remember, I think I said this on the podcast one time, like, we did, like, a Holy Spirit seminar day in seminary. And, like, I remember, like, being there and everyone was, like, not everyone, but a lot of people are, like, rolling on the floor speaking tongues and, like, uh, like being slain by the Spirit. And we're, like, not a highly Pentecostal school. Yeah. Um, and I remember being, like, I'm pretty uncomfortable with this and I think it's all fake. And I had to be, like, well, why do I think that? Yeah. Um, because, like, all, like, the people around me I knew not to be frauds. And so I was like, you wouldn't mm. be making this up. And so I think it says more about a deficiency of my understanding of God probably than it does about like the way God moves and works in the world. Yeah. I want to touch – I want to like go back to one other thing you said about yeah. prayer before we wrap up. Yeah. But um, you said like that prayer creates or like l- helps us toward empathy in a sense of like – the more – let's say, like, the more that I pray for you, the more that I'm, like, man, like, it would really suck to be in Danny's position. And, like, as I'm almost, like, meditating on your situation, like, I'm growing in empathy. And I'm also getting more, like, invested in a way. Like, it's, yeah. like, okay, like, this is, like, now this has become obviously not the same. But, like, okay, now it's, like, our request toward God. And there is something really powerful and beautiful. Yeah. Um. But I guess I just wanted – but I also feel like there's been a lot of pushback. Um, have you ever seen those stickers? This is really interesting. There's There are these like red bubble stickers or whatever and it says like thoughts and prayers and then it crosses it out and it says like 
policy, policy and, and change or an action or something. Yeah. And I'm not obviously like I don't think policies can change what's happening with you. However, I think even in not that sticker situation, there's been like thoughts of like people just offhandedly say like, oh, I'll pray for you for that. And then maybe they don't. Maybe they do. But it's like. I've also heard people talk about that comment as kind of a way to like shut down the conversation or not like sit with that person. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, so I've seen that sticker. I've seen that general post and I think I actually agree with it in the sense that like if your thoughts and prayers are an end to yourself, just to make yourself feel better. I think Mm. that because this is an oversimplification and generalization, but generally the people I see that post that kind of thing, it's more of a self-serving type thing. Yeah. And what the people are saying, even if, misguided in the way that it's presented because it comes across more alienating when they say like cross out thoughts and prayers and said policy and action what they're saying is like our life faith world should look better than it does and that we should be doing something to be a part of that and so like i think at its best our thoughts and prayers create an empathetic heart that helps us want to pursue action in the Mm. world and like jesus says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. I think prayers between us and for others create empathy that helps us love God better and love our neighbors as ourselves. And I think in doing that, if we're growing in greater knowledge of who God is, and I know more of what's going on in your life so that I can be a friend and support you, then I'm loving my neighbor as myself and I'm loving God in the process. And that's where I see the intersection of thoughts and prayers and policy and action and like the things that are in the world. Mm. And so oftentimes, though, when I see that, like, I'm like, well, it's not that binary because it's not. I think it's yeah. both. But I see why we cut it off like that, you know? For sure. Um, no, I think you're right on the money. And it kind of goes back to what you said at the very beginning, which is, like, you said, like, prayer is ultimately for us to, like, almost join our spirit to God's. And so, like, as we pray, hopefully that does lead us toward, like, okay, well, like, what actions would Jesus take on this earth? And, like, how can we mirror that and, like... It's very organic because yeah. our hearts are being changed. Yeah. And like we see like a school shooting is the greatest example. We all pray thoughts and prayers. Right. And mm-hmm. like I pray that and I see like I start to grow in empathy. I start to see the ways I can be a part of. It. I see the problems that I can participate in. And I start to see like how can my faith act in that? And I think like all of it starts to work in synergy together. And it's definitely that. not in a vacuum. So. I love that. Well, yeah. honestly, I didn't expect to have this conversation, but yeah, I don't I'm think really this was the we episode did. we planned for. No, right? it wasn't. But we started talking about your knee, and it, it just made me think of that comment. And then here we were. Thirty minutes later. But I'm glad we talked about it. I think it's important. Me too. And I also think we kind of just scratched the surface of a very deep well of a topic. Yeah, I think I think we'll make a commitment to do another episode of prayer uh, yeah. coming up. I think that would be great. I'll also say, like, as we get ready to sign off, like, um, we would love to hear people's thoughts on topics and Mm -hmm. stuff and so like we've been doing some instagram stories and stuff but you can always comment on old stuff we check that dm us let us know things that you would be interested about like we're still uh journeying your story and deconstruction and also uncovering my secret calvinism throughout this journey but we want to know what you guys want to talk about uh, as well and so shoot that to us um and then i would quickly also just say like i we got rid of our patreon it like i just could not get it to work and so we're trying to get those uh, bonus episodes up and rolling on Spotify. Spotify so, subscription. Subscription. So you'll be able to find them. But if you're interested in being a part of that or just giving to the podcast, like one of the things we want to do is make this just self-sustaining so that it can continue to go and yeah. that we don't stop at 70 episodes or 100. And so if you really love what we're doing and you want to be a part of supporting it, whether it's like a dollar a month or $5 a month or just a one-time donation, like we – first off – 
deeply love that. And it doesn't actually go to either of us. It just goes to like help the podcast. Like keep the going. production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you can, again, do that just by going to our Spotify.fm or just to Spotify or Apple or whatever. You can find all that stuff there. But we would greatly appreciate it. It helps us kind of continue to do the cool stuff that we're doing. So Yeah, and I think we were talking about beforehand, like, if if every, like, listener gave, like, a little bit. Like, it wouldn't take that much if every listener just gave a little bit. Yeah, they, this is not, like, the world's most expensive podcast. <laughs> so it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a huge, huge hurdle. Yeah. But it would be cool to see – that and again i think we've talked about some cool like extra things like a few monthly zoom calls we actually have people that have reached out for that book study and so uh-huh. we got to get that off the we ground do. um but these are all cool things that i'm excited i think for us to get off and if you were we actually had a decent number of patreon people and you're probably like where did patreon go uh it wasn't working we had to get rid of it but you can fully bring bring all that over to spotify if you're interested in it perfect um do you want to super quick give any recommendations before we close out um, I don't think I have any recommendations other than if you're over the age of 34, don't play basketball. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> or your knee will explode. Dang. <laughs> um, I watched Creep 1 and Creep 2 last night. Okay. Which are, have you heard of them? Is that one movie or a movie it's, and a sequel? It's a movie and a sequel, but okay. I just... Um, it's called Creep and then Creep 2. I'm not a really that much of a horror gal. My boyfriend is, and so I've become a horror gal a little bit. Yeah. But that You're in your horror era. I'm in my horror era. Um, sounds a little bit like I'm, horror era. It's a hard one to get out. <laughs> um, but I will say, um, I really, really liked it. Like it's very, it's kind of like a subtle, it gets more tense and suspicious, but okay. also it it's basically this guy like preying on people who just like believe in the inner good of people. Like he keeps doing things that are like red flags that we learn in society. Like this guy is probably not okay. You shouldn't like keep Who's interacting with him. I couldn't tell you their names. But and like basically he keeps being like, you don't have to see me again. But like if you just trust me and think my intentions are good, you'll come back. Oh, yeah. And this they keep coming back. was loved by people. It's like cult classic. Type. Like it wasn't I really super popular. It. But yeah, he's like the videographer. And like you're, it's like found yes. footage type thing. Yeah. Yes. Both of them are like that. And Is I, the second one good? Honestly, I thought it was better. Dang. Yeah. I'd recommend them. They're – I mean it's a – I. Did I go to bed crying because I was a little bit scared? Maybe, but I. <laughs> so I wa- I read the spoiler like ending, and I was okay. like, my heart can't take this. Like it's rough. and it's not like brutally scary. It's like the the emotional twist and turn it of is. it that I don't didn't want. Even because reading it gave get... me like nightmares. <laughs> right, like because the the you follow the guy and you. The hor- the horror is really our belief in the inner good of humanity, yeah. which is fascinating. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say. It's I don't want to spoil it. But I'd recommend it. I love it. Well, um, with that in mind, do you want to send us out? I do. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening and embrace the journey.